0: Hi there, this is Laura Reagan, host of Therapy Chat. I'm super excited about episode 35 because it's the first in a series of episodes about building a private practice. As many of you know, I'm a licensed certified social worker clinical in Maryland and I have a trauma therapy practice outside of Baltimore. People locally and friends I've met online who live all over the place have asked me about how I built my practice, and I decided to create a practice building series so I could have experts tell about the various aspects of private practice building that therapists need to think about. So this is the first one, and we will be hearing from experts on entrepreneurship, time management, marketing, blogging. Podcasting, and much more. There will be eight episodes in this series, and they're on alternating weeks. So, on the weeks that are not practice building episodes, you'll hear my usual content. And on the alternating weeks, beginning with today, June 3rd, 2016, you'll hear my practice building interview series. I'd love to hear your feedback. And as always, please visit iTunes to leave a rating and review, subscribe, and download episodes. Thanks so much for listening to Therapy Chat. Before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about my guest today, Dr. Colleen Mullen, PsyD LMFT. Dr. Colleen Mullen has been helping people transition through major changes in their lives for over a decade. Colleen's been a mental health services professional working in the field of psychology and marriage and family therapy since 2002. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she earned her doctorate in 2009. Colleen is the host of Coaching Through Chaos, an awesome podcast, and she also has a second podcast that you'll hear her talking about in this episode. She practices in San Diego, California, and I think you'll find her thoughts on entrepreneurship and avoiding entrepreneur burnout to be very interesting. So... Let's not waste any more time. Here's my interview with Dr. Colleen Mullen. Welcome back to Therapy Chat. Today, I'm very happy to have Dr. Colleen Mullen with me. She's a counselor, coach, and podcaster in San Diego, California. Colleen, thanks so much for being here.
1: Well, thanks, Laura, for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: It's a pleasure. So can you just start off telling our listeners about yourself and your businesses? (laughs)
1: Yes. So uh, I uh, own and run a private practice here in San Diego that's growing as we speak. And uh, I see several clients, about 25 or so clients a week here. I have had one podcast, uh, which is a self-help podcast called the Coaching Through Chaos podcast, um, since last June. And as of today, April 1st of 2016, I've launched a second podcast called Shrink to Shrink. And that one, for as much as... Coaching Through Chaos is my more serious podcast where I interview authors and experts trying to give people some inspiration, motivation, empowerment is what I say. Um, Shrink to Shrink is more on the lighter side of life, and it's myself and another therapist talking about life through the lens of the movie. So the first one that's launching today is about Gone Girl. So there's a lot of psych stuff to talk about in that movie. So I've got all that, and then I write some blog posts for various blog sites. So... I definitely have a lot of work going on, and I know we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship. So I've, I've learned quickly how, um, how work can try to infiltrate every aspect of your life.
0: It really can as an entrepreneur. And I just want to say, um, when I heard you say that you see 25 clients a week mm-hmm. and you do two podcasts, I'm just mm-hmm. like... Well, this week it was 27. <laughs> Yes, uh, it's
1: a lot of a lot of clients and uh, which is great and wonderful. And I feel very extremely fortunate because here in San Diego, I don't know. How it is where you are, but I imagine it's pretty saturated there as well, but we are saturated uh, with therapists and I feel very fortunate that not only am I able to have a successful practice, but I'm able to help build at least three other people's practices as we speak and it'll be a fourth in another couple of months in my group practice and so that's that's the newest venture I've been doing private practice for about eight years now. So I'm just the group venture where, and it doesn't mean that we do group therapy. We do, um, it's that I run a group of therapists who have their own individual practices under me. And so that's been the newest venture. And I just started that in, um, January of this year.
0: Wow, Colleen. So you're saying that you just added your first associate at, in January, and now you have two more and one more coming? Yes. Wow. So your practice really is growing. That's outstanding. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of, of, of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um, you do counseling and coaching in your practice. Can you talk about um, what areas of focus you have in each of those?
1: Yes. Yes. I'll say overarching, I like working with people in various transitions in their life. Um, so, and that can be done for both the coaching side or the psychotherapy side. Um, but I specialize in helping people with addictions, trauma, anxiety, and depression. And then I have very specialized couples um, work that I do.
0: Mm.
1: So, and I can do that either in the coaching venture or psychotherapy. And I could tell you a little bit about the difference if you, if you would like to hear yeah, that. I think
0: that would be helpful for listeners to hear.
1: Right. So when a person wants therapy, they want what I think people imagine it to be. They want to talk about their life starting in the beginning and they want to um, start really deeply understanding why they are motivated in certain ways in life. Sometimes that's positively, sometimes that's negatively and want to really kind of go deep and understand What's going on for them and where their emotional obstacles lie and where coaching and that can be a short or a long term process. It's usually on the longer term process and both coaching and therapy can be beneficial to people wanting change. Uh, The coaching then is very much focused in the present. A person will come in and because I'm a therapist, I can't help myself, but I'll ask about their past because I want I want to know where they come from and how they look at their life. But coaching itself starts with the first session. You're talking about ways where they can enact change in their life starting today. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very much oriented in what are your goals? What are the things in your life that you want to change right now? And then we start looking at how to get them moving that way the psychotherapy process then is a couple of assess- assessment sessions and you know and then and then starts gradually moving into why don't you think about doing something different whereas coaching is this is what i this is the task for you to do this week whereas a therapist will say why don't you think about this in between sessions
0: Yeah. So that's an interesting distinction. It sounds like you're saying, I know that we always talk about how therapy is about the therapist helping the client discover the answers within themselves. And coaching, it sounds like, I guess, as the name implies, it's more about, Mm -hmm. you know, concrete strategies given by the coach, you know, try this, do that,
1: Yes, right. And essentially, you know, and, and coaching, so it is a team process, but the coach is the one in charge and the coach is the one that the client is looking to for guidance, uh, whereas the therapy process is as you said, more about helping the client get to the point where they say, Oh, you know what, I think this is connected to this. Why Mm -hmm. don't I, why don't I think this is going to work for me. Um, And so it's a different kind of process and a different way of sitting with the client.
0: That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So um, thanks for explaining that. And so with coaching through chaos, your first podcast, how is that? um, What, you know, you said it was a self-help podcast. So how mm-hmm. does that, is it related to the coaching? Uh,
1: oh, well, I mean, coaching through chaos actually speaks of my doctoral dissertation and I like the name and people relate to it because of the chaos and so they say oh hey I need help with chaos in my life but the podcast itself is not me as the expert at all in that show that is me interviewing people that I believe have a decent resource out there for people um, or have something to offer as far as inspiring motivating or empowering people so sometimes that is um, you know dealing with various um, authors who have written about, you know, everyday life struggles. So the addictions, the traumas, the depressions, Um, we've got episodes coming up talking about navigating relationships with people who are narcissistic. We've got ones about how to stay Zen while dating online. Um, I've got a fun one. Interesting topics. Oh yeah and then we've got yes yeah, so i've got a few of them in the in the bag the next podcast coming up uh, about 10 days from now on tuesday will be the, one of the founders of podcast movement that was done a little bit for my my own self interest but also it's an entrepreneurial story you know he talks about how him and two guys got together and thought of this idea that maybe a lot of other podcasters have had and how they made, how they enacted this into life. And now they have this multiple thousand people, you know, uh, audience for the conference coming up in July. So, uh, you know, so we have stories of also resiliency, um, some really compelling life stories and people that have overcome some really horrendous things in life and talking about, you know, what they've learned from their own tragedies. So it kind of runs the gamut of self-help kind of topics. And I like to always kind of bring it back into ways where it can help the audience. So there will always be some kind of tips or tricks that they can try right now, if they're dealing with that particular issue. And of course, we you know, do a blog post on it. So the show notes contain all the links to the authors and, um, you know, make it really easy for someone listening to the show to connect with the resource that I'm presenting them.
0: That's awesome. Thanks. I'm going to be recommending that to people. I mean, I've listened to a few episodes, but I didn't quite get that thread just from, you know, my non continuous, you know, (laughs) not session by session listening. So Mm -hmm. well, explaining that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. And and for anybody who listened to the first episode, the show has morphed from its original inception to what I just explained it to be now. We're now 30 episodes in. So it was going to be more like life being associated with the news. And that just didn't work out. It worked out much better to just kind of go, you know what, I think this would be a cool resource for people. Let me see if this author will speak to me. And so far, so good. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is it kind of evolves. It's just like building a practice. You start it and you have kind of certain goals in mind. But as time goes by, the way you're thinking about it changes and, you know, just naturally evolves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's been fun. A fun part of the p- process. And even the new show has came up came about through another podcaster who found me online and we've done a few episodes on his show, which is more lighthearted. It's in the comedy category. And we've talked psychology stuff about the movies a couple of times and like thousands of people have listened to it and liked it. So we decided to launch our official show called Shrink to Shrink. And so that's that's going to be more lighthearted look at life um, and psychology issues through the movies.
0: That's really neat. And You know, I think that's a way to bring the issues that we deal with in psychology to the mainstream in a way that is less threatening to people.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we get to relax and joke around about things that, you know, I'm not going to joke around with with my clients about their issues, but we can certainly look at somebody in a movie and go, oh, my gosh, like, what were they thinking? And then talk about the psychological process that might be behind that.
0: Hmm, that sounds really neat. So, is that one going to be on iTunes as well?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's it's held on Libsyn, and then it's going to be on iTunes um, uh, a couple of days from now. We're we're working on the 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 album cover is almost finished, and we're going to launch it all probably by the end of the weekend.
0: Wonderful. But- so we're in the beginning of April in 2016. So if you're listening after the that day, which you will oh, be. <laughs> so yeah. Check it out.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're at, um, to find us, we're already, the, the website is like unofficially launched. It's shrink to shrink with the number two in between. So shrink to shrink.com and the same tag on, um, on Twitter is at shrink to shrink. So awesome. nice and simple.
0: Yeah. And coaching through chaos. What's yeah. the website for that?
1: is dot com, and that is the private practice. That's the uh, podcast and um, and blog. So there's lots of information, there's lots of free information there um, too for people you know who may not be in San Diego, but certainly are interested in the podcast. Um, and certainly they can also find the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and pretty much any other podcast directory that you can think of. Awesome, yeah.
0: So the thing that we really wanted to talk about today is kind of entrepreneurship and avoiding burnout as an entrepreneur. Um, When we were talking about setting, (laughs) we were trying (laughs) to set this up. It was like a Saturday night at 9 p.m. You were in your office writing and I was at home. Like finishing up a whole day of doing marketing stuff and That's right. <laughs> then when we right. tried to choose a date, we were like, How about Sunday at three? How about, you know, Monday at eight thirty PM? You know? It's just
1: Right. I think we're literally almost a month out from that conversation because we just could not make it work any other day or time. And we we do have a three hour time difference between us, but really it was kind of outrageous that we couldn't come up with something. So our topic just kind of came about through that was, you know, we both can relate to this.
0: Exactly. And it, I think as an entrepreneur, it's, you know, it's easy to cross the line from striving to struggling, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, good way of putting it, right? You can be going, going with your flow for a while, and then all of a sudden feel like, where did this all come from? And, you know, it feels overwhelming to manage. And it may even be within a 24 hour period where all of a sudden you wake up and you say, well, how did I get all this work to do today? But we are here to help talk about ways to avoid that. (laughs) So
0: yeah, and um, I like to uh, let you start off because I know you've got some some ideas sort of fleshed out,
1: you know, and I think no matter how, how many structures somebody has in place to make their work life go smoothly or set boundaries that they don't cross. Cause I know both you and I were like, no, I don't do any work on that day and I don't do any work on this day. So that was part of our dilemma in, um, keeping our boundaries for our personal boundaries for our, ourselves and setting this up. Um, so, um, I think looking at a few things, can help people avoid the burnout and watching watching your own personal signs of things. I know um, for me, like exercise and social connection, are huge for me for feeling like I'm sane and my life is is still balanced. Yeah. And when I notice that those things fall off my schedule, I know that I actually don't feel well. I feel sluggish, I feel depleted. and I feel really isolated in the process. And I think a lot of people relate to that. When you are trying to run several different projects or ventures, i I, I, I believe many people relate to feeling isolated. Um, so kind of keeping, keeping things in your schedule that really speak to you and keep you grounded and help you know that you're still, you know, you're still moving along and you're still having the life that you wanted, even though it may be very chaotic at times.
0: Yes. And you know, what you mentioned about exercise, I would have told you on the day we were setting that up, Oh, I just can't make time for exercise. And since then I've started working out no matter what, six days a week and I have so much more just belief in being able to do the things I need to do and more energy and, you know, more of a spirit of I can do things that I want to do instead of like, oh.
1: <laughs> you know, right on, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, Um it's it's so funny cuz when you're busy it can feel counterintuitive to say okay and now i want you to go walk for a while or even run like i i started running again last sunday i've been walking a million miles a week but and and strength training but i started actually running again last sunday but you can feel like it can feel counterintuitive to say, you know what, you're so busy. I want you to take an extra hour of your day and go exercise, but you will have more energy. You will sleep better. You'll have less anxiety. You'll manage stress better. I mean, it's one of the best things a person can do for themselves and it does not even have to be that strenuous and it really doesn't even have to be an hour. It can be about 20 minutes of, they say 20 minutes of brisk walking can can give you those benefits.
0: Yeah. And I think we've learned studies show that the more you try to cram more in the less productive you are and where right. when you take a break your creativity ramps up um and getting out and getting your body moving you know Right.
1: And, you know, we there was the whole, you know, boom was to multi multitask, you know, you know, a few years ago. And now everything's coming out saying that nobody's really as productive as they could be when they work differently. And we know now that like you're doing today, you're, you're doing what's called batching, right? You've, you've interviewed several people in one day for the show and batching work helps people feel more organized, it helps them stay productive, it helps you keep your boundaries on um, and your focus on getting things done. And, um, you know, how did that feel today? Like this? What is this your third interview today? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Are you feeling like, okay, well, I'll walk away from this having having those tasks done?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I and I put them back to back to back. So it was like, you know, just about 10 minutes in between each one. And I thought, oh, my, this might be really hard. But actually, I feel really positive about it. And um, definitely a super productive day. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in upcoming weeks, you'll probably feel the benefit of having done that because these will be done for you. And you won't have the pressure to keep, you know, you can take a maybe take a weekend off fully from podcast work and, uh, uh, you know, and, um, not have to worry so much that things would fall behind by taking some time for yourself.
0: Exactly. You know, I was just thinking about something today. There was an email that I was like kind of stressed about writing. And I was mm-hmm. sort of saying to myself, I have to do this email. Oh gosh, I have to remember to do that email. And and was sort of like, telling myself to put that on my to do list. And then I said to myself, just do it right now. Just do it. You know, and I just wrote it real quick and sent it and then it was done. And it seems like the worry or anxiety dread. Therapists, we've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, my gosh. Did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes So I highly recommend Therapy Notes and don't forget go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get 2 free months. about things that, you know, we feel stressed about. Yeah. Is like such a time waster.
1: Oh, absolutely, and I have to say, I, a lot of my practice is spent with people that are entrepreneurs or self-employed in some way, doctors, lawyers, uh, that kind of thing, and they, the many of the sessions are spent talking about how much more productive they could be if they just could let go of some of the worry about things. And um, and so these are super high-functioning people that spend so much time worrying about things like you just said, like a, an email that might not be very pleasant or it's just tedious to write, whatever the case. Um, and I think um, I'm looking over at my bookcase, see if I can – oh, that's what it is, The Power of Habit. So um, I don't know if you've read that book. I have Charles Duhigg, he actually, when you talked about this task that you did this morning and your thought process, he just put out a new book and I don't remember it, but it's about productivity. But he's just on all the, I think the video has gone a little viral, Uh, but he talked about how that in fact is one of the most productive things that, a pr- that very productive people do is that the task that is the most dreaded gets done first mm-hmm. and out of the way. Whereas most people that including myself that at times can procrastinate will keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and things get pushed off for days at a time when really you should just get those, those should go at the top of your list. And yeah, once I did
0: hey, it, it was like, I felt light. It was like, the worry saying, okay, it's gone.
1: Yes, and and I think uh, I'm thinking about s- some other things that the audience can take away as um, strategies for um, avoiding burnout. Um, one of the things that I've had to have a harsh reality in is uh, knowing when to delegate because I think many mm-hmm. of us entrepreneurs are a bit of control freaks mm-hmm. and we like to have things done when we want them done. We want them done as we want them done also And as only
0: we can do them.
1: as only we can do them, or as only like one or two other people might even be trusted with it. But sometimes you just have to know when enough is enough. And when it is more effective to spend your money and hire somebody to do something than it is for you to sit there and do that task yourself. Because maybe I can do all of the things I'm trying to do myself, but it doesn't make any sense for my quality of life for me to continue doing all those things. So I've recently hired someone to help me um, behind the scenes a little bit and to manage some of some of the online stuff. I'm still going to be writing every word that gets posted, um, but they're going to help me manage and post things and do things for me as far as social media goes. And then, um, you know, looking at farming out some of the um, marketing stuff for my practice as well, when I was spending my time doing all of that, it makes more sense to spend more money. And like I said, we're looking at quality of life. So one of the things would be know when to delegate, Mm -hmm. you know, some tasks also know when to utilize support systems and when to call a friend and just – it doesn't have to be that they have to solve your problem. It can be that they can just be there to listen to you because it is an isolated world to um, to be – in the vortex of your business Mm -hmm. where you are the center of it. You're the one trying to, you're the one that is invested in making this work. And other people aren't gonna aren't going to really understand your passion for what you do the way that you do. And so that's okay. You still, though, should utilize your friends for some support and call and say, you know what, I'm just so stressed out, like can we just go get a cup of coffee? Or you have 10 minutes for me to just vent? You know, how's your life going? And sometimes that's a good distraction too to kind of ask somebody else about their life rather than, and get yourself out of your own head. So utilize support, um, delegate the tasks. And then, um, and then you mentioned taking breaks, uh, you know, and that can be for exercise. And, but many times it's really great to take breaks that just involve doing Nothing, meaning like reading a book or watching a movie or sitting outside and just breathing some air. And I mean, that can be one of another great little trick that you can do for five minutes, go sit outside for a few minutes. When you're stuck all day in the office, take that five minutes to go outside and sit there and just breathe the air. It will help you feel recharged, get refreshed and be able to
0: focus better when you go inside. Um, Very true. And when you think about, um, you know, getting sort of mired in overwhelm and getting stuck it's like with the trauma reaction it's like freeze response and you just you're just yeah. becoming more and more like rigid and can't move and paralyzed you're not, yeah you're not breathing the way right. you should be and so to get up and just take some deep breaths
1: absolutely absolutely and um You know, when we, you know, and these things are so important to do to kind of watch for yourself to so that you're not burning out. Because when we burn out, you know, it's not just, you know, there's a lot of things that suffer. It's not just you uh, that suffers. It would be your work. And it may be that nobody else would know that it's a different quality, but you'll know. (laughs) And. And which then rides on your self-esteem and you're feeling like that you're good enough and everything else. So that's how that kind of causes the implosion on yourself. Um, but then, you know, I know both of us have set some some good boundaries around time out of work that even if you're overwhelmed, like you can't write a blog post on a Saturday because, you know, you just need to focus on your family or your life, um, you know, or you can't, you know, schedule a client, even if you think, well, gosh, you know, it would it wouldn't take anything for me to go to the office for an hour to see somebody on a Saturday. But except that my quality of life is going to be decreased if I start cutting into even that time with work.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, so our relationships suffer, our self esteem suffers. Um, and of course the work can suffer, which is, again, it's one of these counterintuitive things that you think if you work nonstop, it will continue to grow. It'll continue to be better. But in fact, it, it won't, it, it, it can certainly, it would level off because there's only so much that your energy can generate before it just kind of gets to a steady stay level. And then you don't want to be in a position where you're like, treading water to keep it at that level. You need to know that you can walk away from from your little ship and the ship will still sail, you know?
0: Exactly. And, you know, I mean, we have all this great advice about blogging regularly and everything, but when you're overwhelmed, doing that one more blog post, like it really can wait.
1: Absolutely. Your business is
0: not going to fail because you didn't blog you know, maybe you went eight days instead of seven between blog posts.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's so many things that, you know... Um as, and as therapists, this whole thing of, you know, putting ourselves out there in social media and doing blogging and stuff, you know, is is kind of new in the last probably five years that that's really become a thing mm-hmm. for us as part of our practice building. And, you know, you can study every marketing guru out there. And a lot of them say a lot of the same things about what you should do and the rules that you should follow and stuff. But really, you have to start looking at like, okay, so if I spend my entire Entire weekend planning my marketing strategy and this goes for any business, any small business. If you spend your entire weekend, you know, which is your free time, to um, do things to to generate more business. And you don't take any time for yourself to kind of decompress. How good are you going to be when that client walks in that really is in dire need of support and for you to be at your A game as a therapist or as a doctor or as the person who's I don't know, going to paint your house. You know, like these people who just kind of, you know, we're all little small business owners and we can work 24-7, but we need to still be at our A game when our customers or our clients need us. Um, Otherwise, we won't have a business no matter how much marketing we do.
0: Exactly. And you brought up something that I think really contributes to entrepreneur burnout potentially is, you know... I'm a member of a lot of different Facebook groups for therapists and Facebook groups Mm -hmm. about marketing and I've had coaching, I'm in some coaching groups. And you start to see what everyone else is doing and then you're like, oh, I should be doing more and more and more and more and we (laughs) sort of like, we do that to ourselves and each other. Yes. And I think you bring up a
1: really good point. I think it's also good to know when to opt out of some of that stuff. Um, and it, because it can be overwhelming to see what everybody's doing. And really, you and I are involved in a lot of the same online groups. And I, for for me, I know I had to take a break. And, and you might have noticed that like, I don't post as much as I used to because I just it it got overwhelming to read what everybody's writing about because there's only so many topics you can talk about. And I guess that's, that's probably an understatement. There's probably a limitless amount of topics, but there's only so much around the ideas that we work with that are relevant to good information that our clients may want and, and that we want to put out on the internet. And it becomes tough to kind of see all the titles and everything because you you know, then it's like, well, am I writing this because I thought of this? Am I writing this because I saw somebody else's article about this, Mm -hmm. that it stuck with me? You know, am I thinking I need to write this now? Because I saw that that's the trending topic that everybody's writing about. And again, I think when we're in, you know, small business, small businesses that are very niched out, as many small businesses are, they have the similar, A similar way of doing their business. So I think this is a relate, this is relatable, this idea of like, well, gosh, not wanting to know exactly what, what other people are doing in your field, you you know, you want to stay up on the, on the nitty gritty, you need to know what is new in your field. But you don't need to know what 2,000 other therapists are writing about in their blogs every day because it doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just too much. It's too much to take it all in. And I've done that, too, taking breaks from some of the groups and, you know, just even sometimes seeing the notifications of how many things are newly posted in the groups. I'm like, oh, and I'll, you know, so sometimes I'll just not look or I'll um, Mm -hmm. leave groups or just turn off Facebook for a while. I took oh, Facebook yeah. off of my phone and mm-hmm. it's really helped with my anxiety.
1: I relate to that. And I've done, I'll say I've done that several times because I always keep putting it back on. I, I have to. Something will happen where I'm like, oh, well, I need to share that. Yes. And, and it's easier to share from the phone. So I'll be like, okay, where's that app? And I'll download it again. <laughs> Me too. But I
0: always and delete it again eventually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Love hate <Yeah>. relationship. <laughs> That's right, that's right.
0: But it can be, it can be like um, a real addiction to. Oh gosh, I need to see what's happening in my group or what people are talking about. Did anyone respond to my post? And you know, Um, and I
1: think I think even even outside of the social media, we have you know lots of people in high pressure jobs where they're expected to answer emails at given you know Mm -hmm. they believe like twenty four seven. But in reality, everybody should have some time to sleep. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, just how you said it reduced your anxiety to take it off your phone. And I think a lot of people, when they take breaks and just kind of turn their phone off and put it in a drawer somewhere um, when they get home at night, can you imagine? (laughs) Could you imagine? I can't. (laughs) <laughs> right. That's usually the reaction of my clients when I when I suggest that with them. But when they do it, and, and I have experimented with this myself, when they do it, they are able to engage better with their partners or with their kids or just kind of decompress and let go of some stress in ways that they didn't realize were so tied into the phone. And really, you know, you have to evaluate, except, you know, in the rare occasion where somebody is in a critical position, life or death kind of emergency room doctor or something, um, most people have the ability to turn off their phone or put it on silent and put it in another room or in a drawer when they get home at night. And if they need to, they can take it out and for 10 minutes, like an hour later, check everything. But then seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, there is no phone, you know, and that can really give a person some, some headspace that they didn't realize was being taken up by the constant connection to their phone.
0: I think that's a really good point. And I really need to do that myself. (laughs) I would suggest
1: that with the uh, reaction you just had. (laughs) That was pretty fun. (laughs) I'm keeping it real. (laughs) right?
0: It seems like we're talking about, you know, isolation, perfectionism, and not, um, not accepting help. That's isolation. But, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of my clients who have childhood abuse or emotional neglect, um, it's very hard to accept any kind of help to ask for help is like Mm -hmm. pulling teeth.
1: Oh, right. Right. And I think when people learn that, that it's okay to ask for help and help can mean several things. It can mean like we're talking about, you know, just calling out and and saying, Hey, I'm just overwhelmed today. Can you talk? Or some days it takes asking for assistance, but just trusting that, you will be taken care of. And that's why, you know, you mentioned, uh, people with childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, just the idea that, that they could reach out and their needs could be met by another person in that moment is so taxing that it's easier to leave it, leave it down, you know, suppress that, that urge to say, gosh, I wish someone would, you know, like see that I need some support today, or gosh, I wish someone would answer the phone when I call. Um, I think that, it's easier to to suppress that than to be vulnerable enough to do that. And that's why we have so many people who are in these high positions that may have had trauma when Mm -hmm. they were younger or just other things that prevented them or that that kind of factored into that drive to kind of do everything, you know, as best as they can do it and to do it in a way that says only I can do what I'm doing. You know, that being vulnerable is not something somebody who's building their business uh, really wants to be doing. And I know you're a big fan of uh, Brene Brown, as mm-hmm. I am. And so, you know, certainly I think she speaks to so many when she talks about um, being able to be vulnerable and understanding that you can, you know, trusting that your needs can be met. You don't have to meet all of them. You can open up that door and see what happens is, is a tremendous lesson for people to learn.
0: Absolutely. And like you said, trusting that your needs will be met, you know, it's sort of letting go of control. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to control everything. Well, and that will be safe. Yeah, that's the two sides of, this, of
1: the coin, right? On one side, you're controlling everything. And the other side, you're, you're being vulnerable and trusting that someone else can have a part of this with you um, or support you in this. And those two things don't usually, those two sides don't usually cross paths unless you forcefully say, you know what, I have to jump over the fence to the other side there and do something different and ask for some support, which that's the vulnerability is they're letting go of their control.
0: Absolutely. And if you are going to, you're trying to avoid burnout, um, you know, you can beat it to the punch by going ahead and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and asking what can I delegate and how can I take some time for me, even if it means I won't get everything on my to do list done. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. Knowing when enough is enough <laughs> is is, That's is right. Knowing, knowing how to that your day should end, um, your work day should end, and then you should have a little personal time, and then you should rest. <laughs> and knowing that your life definitely has the ability to have those components in the in there,
0: yeah, um, and then you'll do your work much better mm-hmm. before taking breaks, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm halfway convincing myself. So I will be (laughs) making some time this weekend to I mean, I've done great with the working out. So I'll be sure to work out but I'm going to actually just try not to do work this weekend. (laughs) Yes. I didn't say it with the most certainty. But (laughs) that's what I'm gonna strive for no work this weekend.
1: Yeah, I have some some downtime planned out for myself as well, and I have some work time, but it's but it's it's okay. Like for me, it, it works on that end. I'm not taking away from anything at that point. I've got plenty of free time in the next three days, so yeah. uh, I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm actually I'm in San Diego, so my toes will be in the sand at some point shortly in the next few hours. Actually, so I'm looking forward to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I will really be wishing that I were in San Diego with my toes in the sand because (laughs) unfortunately we're two hours away from the beach here and um, that's a hardship of life. Oh, I didn't realize you were that far away. But I grew up near the beach in um, southeastern Virginia and we were about 20 minutes away from the beach at any given point. But, um, you know, two hours, that's a long way.
1: Well, you're near my favorite energy energizing city over at DC. So oh,
0: DC's uh, so fun.
1: it's, it's one of my favorite, it's my favorite city, I think. And so, you know, in the United States, so, um, so that's, you know, and that's something else that people can do is like, you know, knowing when to like go places to charge that charge you up and like DC charges me up and I was able to get there in December and I want to get back there again in a little while, just something about the energy of that city is really good. And that's one of those things that I try to kind of, implement um and you know and, and hopefully teach others to you know figure out where you feel best you know and if you can get there get there
0: yeah the beach or yep, art museums or yeah yep. symphony or other things that kind of cultivate a different part of yourself like the creative side or the more okay. grounded part
1: mm-hmm, absolutely So, well, this has been has been really great, Laura.
0: Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for those great tips. And um, why don't you go ahead and share your websites again one more time so that people don't have to go back and listen. I'll have it in the show notes, but I don't want them to have to rewind and say, now, what did she say?
1: (laughs) Great. So. Uh, my practice and uh, self-help podcast are at coachingthroughchaos.com. Okay. And the new show is at shrinktoshrink.com. And that's with the number two between shrink to shrink. Um, so and that's where people
0: can find me. Awesome. I can't wait to check out the new podcast. And by the time this airs, you'll probably have at least one more episode up of that one, too. So that's really fun.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're working through our little kinks in, in this one, just getting started, but we're having a lot of fun with it. So we hope everybody else does too.
0: Awesome. Well, Colleen, thank you so much for being on Therapy Chat today.
1: Uh, thanks so much for having me, Laura. It was really a lot of fun.
0: Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today.
1: Thank you for listening to the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, visit Laura's website at www.loraraganlcswc.com.